Okay, since we're talking about Airbud this week, I'm sitting down with the coach of the Denver Storm Drains, Tanya Carlisle. How's it going, Tanya? Hi, I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. You're very welcome. And tell us about your team, which won the championship last year. Our team won the championship last year. We have a lineup of all-star players. Um, it's kind of like not even fair at this point, um, <laughs> but I'm not complaining. And who's your star player, would you say? A star player is a marsupial named Steven. And what makes Steven so special? Well, apart from the fact that we've got a koala on the court, absolutely on a terrain that is unfamiliar to their species, Mm -hmm. unlike all the other animals we have on the team, um, he gets in there. You know, he's humble. He's stoic. Yeah. He doesn't show emotion. Right. And that's he's an enigma, but that's what gets him those points. Now, you're facing the Denver Trasheteers this week. <laughs> and are you scared about Tony Peacock coming in and dunking all over your ass? Yeah, because he can fly. And a lot of people don't know that is that peacocks can fly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's an unfair advantage in the game. And I feel like that's something that the league needs to discuss at a higher level. Yeah. Um, it's a systemic problem that I myself as one individual can't fix. Me as a humble Weimariner dog, I can't fix that. Well, I thank you so much. Here's a treat. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Well, bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I'm Ethan Edinburgh. And today we're talking about the greatest movie ever made that is about a basketball playing dog. It's Airbud, 1997's Airbud. And I'm here with two absolutely phenomenal guests. First, we have an actor writer from Off Book, the improvised musical podcast. It's Zach Reno. Why, hello, Ethan. Hello, Zach. So happy to be here. So happy to see you again. It's been too long. It's been over a month. And that's unacceptable. How did we get through it? I don't know. I'm suffering. We'll leave we'll leave the audience to just imagine what our last interaction was. <laughs> okay, it, was a hint. Cool. it was a romantic cruise. Oh, very specific. Actually, I don't have to imagine much else. No, that's it. Um, and joining us is an animal expert and exotic animal veterinarian from the Animal Planet show, Evan Goes Wild, Dr. Evan Anton. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Evan, are you back from another wild trip of yours? I know you've been to every corner of the planet. <laughs> I've been around a little bit. Um, yeah, I actually just got back from Uganda Wow, about a week ago. So I was doing giraffe translocation out there, and we were taking uh, giraffe from uh, Murchison Falls National Park, which has a decent population, and transporting them to a totally different reserve in another part of the country called the Pianupe Wildlife Reserve. To see if they could find their way back. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, just like Bud. Uh, no, so Uganda's ecosystems are all recovering. They're missing entire groups of species in wow. different parts of the country. And the giraffe play a very vital role in the ecosystem as a mega herbivore and a high browser. And, and they can affect the ecosystem all the way down to the insects. And they affect the flora and the, and the vegetation and everything, too. Anyway, so we wanted to spread the, you know, get these giraffe out, um, get them to a place where they belong, where they haven't been for 40 years. Wow. The, uh, the Lord's resistant army uh, killed them off for bushmeat in the uh, 80s oh my and God. 70s. And so we're just trying to, you know, get that ecosystem in check. And, and we don't also don't want to have all our uh, eggs in one basket. And so, you know, having all the giraffe in one place, if something, something political happens or disease spreads, bad idea, then yeah, right? that's all our giraffe. So we want to get mm. them in other parts of the country. Too. Mega herbivore is an incredible term. Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> fun? <laughs> Does that just mean like a really big herbivore? Yeah. So elephant would be another mega herbivore. There's, yeah, there's, herbivore. there's mega herbivores. Sure. It's like crocodiles. And, okay. 
And uh, you know, big sharks are mega carnivores. Wow, yeah. fascinating! And <laughs> mega omnivores, I assume. Yeah, I guess a not. bear would be a nice mega, mega omnivore. Are bear? Do bears eat plants? They they'll eat, they'll eat you know technically they do eat some berries and 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 uh, bears yeah, plants eat. material oh, yeah. yeah I mean some species do more than others okay yeah um, and I think some berries eat are named more after like bears, so that yeah, right. yeah I think that's true <laughs> okay that's true because things are named like um, so bears eat berries so yep. they're called bears seagulls eat the sea so they're called seagulls <laughs> I was gonna say wow. seeds but mm-hmm. yep no nope, they eat ocean water um, <laughs> you know I got I got to back you up you know there's there's oh. seagulls actually not the appropriate term for that bird okay what it's, they're a gull. There are gulls. There's gulls. There's yeah, okay. yeah. Here's yeah. So Just a gull. It's kind of a common name discrepancy thing because they a lot of live by know. the sea. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Because there's like there's a bunch of types of gulls, right? There's yes. Like, exactly. Uh, I mean, I still call dirt them sea gulls personally. Yeah. Desert gulls. I'm just taking guesses. Yeah, mountain goals. Mountain goals. Um, yeah, cloud goals, jungle goals. Wow. I'm just making these up at this the, point. But all, I'm sure they have it. They're all good. They're all very good. They're all beautiful. They feel like the Pokemon versions of gulls. Yeah. So I just know where they are. I wanted to, you brought up bears, and I, I saw a, a clip from one of your episodes where you were at the bottom of Machu Picchu, and you were feeding a bear... Uh, named Josie, this yes. bottle that looked like a large water bottle, and she like took off the cap by herself yeah. and drank it herself, and it was just absolutely amazing. She's and it looked incredible. like uh, you were very connected to that bear as well. I love Josie, man. She was she was a super sweet bear. Uh, so that bottle actually had some medications in it, but okay. then we diluted down with like a nice fruit juice, hence mm. the omnivore. Mm. So they like that stuff. A mega omnivore. Uh, the, a mega omnivore. Yeah, the, yeah. This is the only bear species native to South South America, by the way. The oh, Andean wow. bear. Yeah, the spectacle bear, or Andean bear. Um, yeah, and so she she came from captivity. She's not a candidate. That's a that, that really that's that's good for being released back into the wild. So she's in this big semi wild space. So she kind of does her own thing. She's got a huge space. She's mm. very happy, but she's still a little bit dependent on people and caretakers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I got to send you this thing. It was such an incredible. This bear? It Don't was, send me the bear. I'm going to send it's you good, a bear, it's good Zach. good to be where it is. No, you're you a good friend of mine. just heard that it's in a good place where it needs to be. You're going to love her. It's good. I mean, I'll take it. You like, deserve it. You're like, a good guy. Like, if someone guy. sends me a bear, I'm not going to send it back. I love, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll learn to, I'll learn, I'll stop my life and learn to take care of this bear. Okay, good. My cats it's are not be happy about it. I will tell you that. So wait, let's talk about that as well, because I learned just now that you have three cats. I do. I have two that have lived with me for a while and one that we found under a bowling alley oh. that is like living with me now. Okay. So what are their names? And then I have follow-up questions. Okay. Their names are, the first one is Magellan. He's a big orange cat. The second one is Boo. She is a small gray cat. And the third one is Smoggy and he's like a six month old black cat. Oh. Smoggy. Yeah. Did what? Where did that come from? From my brain when we came up with names for him. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so my, my question there, as it relates to Airbud, and I do want to get your take on the movie. We will speak of Airbud in depth. Yes, for your science podcast. Yes, we will talk about Airbud for all these science heads out there. <laughs> Good, bad scientists. Everyone's wondering, does the science of Airbud check out? <laughs> Can dogs play basketball or not? Um, so. They find Airbud as like a stray in the movie, and he kind of just takes him in. He gives him a bath, brushes his teeth, etc. Takes off his clown costume. Takes off yes. his Good. clown rags. Got yes. to. So, what did you do when you found Smoggy? Is the bowling alley? Cat? Yeah. So he was trapped behind like a guardrail in an underground parking lot, and he was like um, very young at the time. He w- we heard him. We didn't see him. He was just like oh. he was like mewing, and he was cl- like trapped inside a mewing. Car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, is that like what kittens meow sounds I, like? I, I guess so. Okay. I'll I, take it. I've never going, heard of it either. 
<laughs> like he was mewing, meowing. He was kid, he was meowing. He was okay. cat sounding. And you heard him in between strikes, or how did we this... were? On, I never got into. I was going to a birthday party at a bowling alley. Never got to the birthday party. Got, got Whoa, to really? the parking garage. Found like heard this kitten. The guys at the bowling alley helped us like pry the rail back. Wow, he, he was fully stuck he, under there. Huh? Yes, and then he like bolted, jumped, made a break for it. I caught him in midair in a towel. Oh, nice. Like, wrapped him up, and we got in the car and drove him home and uh, spent the night trying to get like a bunch of fleas, uh, as many as we could, off of him. Oh, um, wow. He was just like covered in fleas. Sure. Um, and then the next day we took him to get to like a, a rescue that could get like a medication. They were like, yeah, and he'll take this and they'll all be dead from him in an hour. And we just, okay. Yeah. And then we've been sort of like bringing him back to health from there. Wow. Unbelievable. So, How long ago was that? That well, he's been with us for like two months now. Nice. He was like f- super underweight, but they thought like because his eyes had already changed color, because all kittens are born with blue eyes, and then as they get older, they change to whatever color they're going to be. Oh my god! Sometimes they stay as blue, but I think they're mostly all blue. But so they had already changed, so they knew he was X age, even though he was very, very, very small. Man, and like had clearly been like living on garbage. Is that the move? Like when you find either stray cat or a stray, stray dog to. You know, take them. I don't know to a, a clinic. Yeah, I would. I would do that pretty, pretty much immediately. Get them to you know your local vet if it's an animal that you're interested in potentially keeping for yourself. Okay, or I rescue if you want them. He to find didn't it do that in the movie. Yeah, have a problem right. with that? Well, he found a purebred golden retriever. Yeah, that. Uh, but yes, he did not. Also, the mom. <laughs> so the shot in which they find this dog. There's this dog like on a crate in the back of a truck yes. just like rattling around which already like makes me so nervous yeah it was probably supposed to be funny at the time but like i know i don't know now, if they would do that now they, it's been they, over 20 years they i don't know for sure can't and i couldn't tell if there was actually a dog in the back of that but you absolutely could not do that on a film shoot today right yeah. the, the 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 big crate because it's a golden retriever it's a big dog it's like a big crate yeah. falls off onto the road yep one car just like fully ignores it and drives by the moving van yep. then the mom's van stops short of it almost, but does hit it. Does hit it. And then she's like, there's a box in the middle of the road. Like, she's never seen a pet carrier before. <laughs> Doesn't investigate what it is. Yep. The hitting of the car <laughs> opens the gate. Yep, that, right, because that makes sense. Everyone's open, who's open this knows, like, uh, again, Just not, a, it. not Impact. a chance. Impact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Impact. Yeah. Um, and then they just drive away. It was the hit and run of finding an animal in yeah. the middle. It's it's like supposed to be like a, a sort of funny, like goofy action comedy montage moment. Scene. Right. No, I feel like it does translate a little differently. It's yeah. not it's sad. It's, compared it's, to it's just sad. A lot of this is like not. <laughs> it fl- was. It was kind of brutal. Yes. Yeah. Because the dude is like a, is like abusive to the animal, and he's the a villain, like yes. the clown that owns this clown. The evil clown. The evil clown. And I yeah. kind of just felt bad for that guy too. His life just his oh like his Awful. life is his life is garbage. Awful. But like he's making his own decisions. He is. He is. Also, <laughs> it's a, it's learn your craft, thing. clown. That guy doesn't know shit. He can't juggle. He couldn't do any of the <laughs> clown. Sure. That he's being a, said, he's obviously trained that dog to do some pretty incredible hey, stuff. Good you got to give him credit there. Yes. If he's the one that trained the dog. Yeah, which is, ostensibly he is. And Although, based on his clown salary, I don't think he could pay for a dog that was trained like no, that. For no, for sure I'm assuming not. he put that work in. But, yeah. but here's here's a very weird moment. When you, uh, there's a there's a scene later in the movie when he's like, that's my dog, and then he's looking around 
He's like, that's my dog. And he sees some blue pink. And he's like, blue. The name of the dog is blue. As if he has never named this dog. They made all it very clear. Seen. And yeah. then he immediately pulls out papers for the dog. Which, which right, would have a, have a name on it at some point. It's a wild plot hole in this movie. Yeah, this, definite this loophole. This dog doesn't have a name. He's also calling it Mutt. The clearest, like, purebred golden retriever you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I should have probably given him a name many years ago. He hates, I hate that clown. I hate that villain of that children's movie. They did a good job. They They did. I mean, as a kid, I would imagine I would just, I already didn't like clowns as a kid. Right. Mm -hmm. I was kind of eked out by him. And then if I saw that, I'd be like, it would just confirm my, all my clown suspicions. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) For sure. Um, So, so, uh, Evan, uh, doctor, you. You call me Evan. No, 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 doc. uh, (laughs) Doctor Evan. (laughs) Dr. Anton, you had not seen Air Bud no. before when? When when did you watch it? Literally last night. Last night. I wanted it to be super fresh. Yeah. So uh, incredible to me that you've never seen it. Uh, what did you think of this movie as a grown adult? Okay, so I was expecting it to be... Um, I mean, it had, a, to be honest, like outside the doctor perspective, it had like a better story and a better... You know, plot line to it than I expected. Yep. Uh, I was impressed with the dog because, I, you know, this is a little before CGI really picked up. Yep. Everything, I think, was real. And they're showing these shots. I was expecting to see a basketball bouncing off the dog's face and then another separate shot. Two. And you're like, no. Which they did most of the time for the kids for they some did. reason. For, yeah, right. <laughs> kids can't shoot, but Air Bud can. And those, these those, actor those children. are actors. They're yeah. Not, they're not. They're, they're, yeah. I just thought that was so funny that there were so many wide shots of Air Bud making baskets. Yeah. And they, then so many cuts of they, the kids. They do it. They, they say in the credits specifically, like, no FX was used in right. the basketball game <laughs> scenes, which is a wild thing to have to I actually write. miss that. But yeah, that is. There's not yeah. many movies in a maybe ever have said that in no, the history of right. cinema. The we want you to know we shot this, okay? For yeah. Real. But what a stud. I mean, he full on made the baskets. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. I mean, uh, you know, going back into the vet perspective, and I'm seeing this dog's diet, which was obviously like tapioca and SpaghettiOs, and that's not ideal. It's not great. Oh, and right. pizza. pizza. In the wild, they don't mostly pudding. They're not. That's. It not was like vanilla pudding or rice pudding or tapioca or something. Wild. Yes. Um, so that wasn't ideal, but a dog's going to eat it up. And hey, listen, you know, a, a stray dog eating tapioca is better than you know the other stuff they could be getting into. So I'm not, I'm not hating on it. Okay, you know, okay. if I was that kid and I had my little snack pack, I'd be doing the same thing. Yep, sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's not the ideal thing. I was, I was impressed that the kid brushed his teeth. Yes, I was like, wow. I mean, even today, so many people, you know, neglect dental health in their dogs, right, and this kid is. Jamming away at those teeth, man. I was, I was, I was surprised to see that. With yeah, it, with his mom's toothbrush. I yes. know that's right. His <laughs> mom's didn't, toothbrush. didn't use his own because he knew. Yeah, <laughs> she knew. This know. is kind of gross. <laughs> First of all, I was gonna just ask about the the brushing of the teeth. Like, should how often should people brush their dog's teeth? Because I do, I, th- I think it's neglected. People don't do that as much. Yeah, it really is, uh, especially a, a breed like this size. Their teeth shouldn't be in too bad a shape. You know, smaller dogs, dental disease usually starts accumulating a little bit faster and a little bit younger, potentially. Hmm. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, ideally every day, just like wow. us. I mean, really, their dental health has a lot of parallels to our dental health. Oh, my God. And so your dentist is going to tell you, you know, your dentist is going to tell you about your teeth twice a day at least. Right. You know, um, if you can, here's the thing, if you can even do once or twice a week, that's, that is a way better than nothing. And the truth is a lot of dogs don't tolerate toothbrushing, okay? Um, okay. Small breeds 
breeds I find especially they're stubborn. They don't like it. I've got a little dog. He's like, you know, under nine pounds, a little chihuahua mix. And he's a pretty mellow dude, but I try to put the toothbrush in his mouth. He's not a fan. We have to do some serious positive reinforcement training. Mm. Um, for now, though, I give him, you know, high quality dental chews. So it's the it's the mechanical action. That's the whole key behind it. When we're brushing our teeth, the toothpaste is helpful. It's good. It's got nice properties to it. But really, it's brushing and getting in there and getting that shit off the teeth. Mm-hmm. And so when you can get like a high quality chew, it's going to serve that purpose. Not quite as well, but again, way better than nothing. Okay. And cats? Should we brush our cats' teeth? If you can. Cats are really tough. Okay. And even from a veterinary perspective, their dental, uh, the degree of their dental disease is much more, uh, much less straightforward to assess. With dogs, I can pretty much look in a dog's mouth and have a pretty good idea. You know, uh, if I can get a good look, I can have a good idea of what we're going to need to do, if there's going to be extractions, things like that. Not 100%, but a pretty good idea. Cats, I've seen cats' teeth where they really don't look that bad. They maybe got a little bit of calculus or tartar. And then once we go under, uh, under anesthesia, I start probing around where I can probe around the teeth. I get extra rays where I can see what's going on under the gums, hmm. and it can be a whole other story. Okay, interesting. You, yeah. you, you brush your cat's teeth? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a no. cat. I don't brush I, your teeth I, either. I, had, uh, I have tried. I have a toothbrush, and I have toothpaste for the Well, cat. good on you. Most people don't try. And there are cat treats, too, hmm. uh, that serve a similar kind of purpose. Again, just that mechanical action. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the idea, but ooh, it's rough. <laughs> Got bit a lot, on it, and you can kind of like sort of... At a certain point, they will give up, and you can like hold their mouth open. Uh-huh. We were we were also advised by our vet that there is like stuff that you can drop in their water that will. I guess, Your vet told you that. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, I think it, I, I don't know that it, it was not supposed to be a like long term thing, but it was like it, it was some sort of like cleaning chemical in the water that you just put a, put a couple of drops in. Whoa! But they stopped drinking water, and I was like, well, can't have them be dehydrated. Yeah, so. always. I mean, if you're adding anything to the water. I always recommend have another pure water dish right. as backup. Always have it available. Um, when it comes to adding, uh, you know, water additives or doing like foams or rinses or that kind of thing, uh, you know, not to step on anyone's toes, but I'll tell you, most vets. I'm not a vet. I'm not feeling. Yeah, most vets are, are going to tell you that's just kind of a, a BS kind of industry. Sure. And it's not doing a whole lot. Okay. And all the board certified, you know, dental specialist vets. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they're. They're not really keen on it at all. Wow. And really most vets aren't. But they're going to tell you, get a high-quality you know, rawhide or a high-quality treat that has ridges or something on it that does that mechanical action. The rinses are just kind of mm. – you're just kind of wasting your time and pissing your cat off, you know. You're and the same off, with dogs, so too. I mean, yeah. every day. I want to <laughs> pet them. They sometimes don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why you have three. Oh, three. this one, no? Cycle through. Yeah, cycle yeah. through. I don't know if your cats exhibit any odd behavior. I wanted to ask you about one that Lola does. This is my cat. So we have like a little Brita filter in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And so one time, and she is incredibly particular about everything. Mm-hmm. She's 13 years old. She's like very, uh, she likes certain things in certain places. She likes things that are new. She likes things especially fresh. Like it has to be, she's going to sleep on it. It has to be like out of the dryer. She has, you know, anyways. That is hilarious. It's She's, she's hysterical. High maintenance, huh? Very high maintenance. <laughs> and I love her. She's an angel. Yeah. So I'm. Getting water, this was already a few months ago. I'm getting water out of the Brita filter and it leaks a little bit. It drips a few drops onto the bottom of the fridge. It has like this like white part of the fridge that's on yeah, the floor. Yeah. Uh, on inside the door when the door inside is Inside the door, yes. Yeah. And so she came up and started licking that water. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I'll let her lick it up, whatever. Fast, fast forward few weeks later, now addicted. She needs water from the fridge. She will meow at me. She'll lead me to the fridge. She'll ask me to open it with her head, you know, and I have to open it and I have to drip some water onto the fridge and she'll 
drink it Probably from there. Probably it's running, right? It's moving. I think that's part of it because she also... That's often the case. Okay. I'm assuming you're, you're giving her the same Brita water... In her water yes. containers or bowls or whatever. Yeah. It's the same stuff. Sometimes I'll even put it in front of her face, a glass with, the, I'm, I'm like showing her, yeah, here's yeah. the water from the filter, drink it out of this glass. She's like, no, I want you to put it down and I want to drink it from the floor. Cats love running water. I mean, have you ever gotten her a fountain or anything like that? Like those I, cat fountains? I haven't got her a fountain, but I did. I will put her uh, on the sink in the kitchen and she loves that also yeah. but she doesn't meow for that she doesn't ask for it she only asks well, for the, fridge well, the water maybe it's a filtered the yeah. oh my God, i mean honestly right. maybe i mean it's a different i mean our california water i don't know exactly where you live but most most tap water here is there's a significant difference you know and yeah. your cat might notice it too if anybody's going to notice maybe it, try the the fountain maybe because okay. especially her age just again from the veterinary perspective yeah um, as cats get older, you know, one of the most important organ systems that we want to keep healthy is their kidneys. Okay. Ooh. Cats as obligate carnivores, um, are eating a lot of proteins throughout the entirety of their life. And that's a, that's a bit of extra work for the kidneys. There's a high filtration process and, and a lot of work going on for that organ system. And so, um, once they start getting to that age, that's where I start, you know, really wanting to keep close tabs on that, doing regular blood work, making sure their urine and everything else looks good as well and making, ensuring adequate hydration. Kidneys are happy when they're nicely hydrated. Okay. When they're constantly a little bit dehydrated, that's more work for them. They have to filter out the blood that much more aggressively and conserve more water um, and just work harder. And so if you can ensure, you know, adequate water intake and offer multiple water sources, offer the fountains, things like that, you're going to prolong the life of those kidneys. Wow. And at that age, that's important. So my cat's not much younger. My cat, uh, Willie, my oldest cat's like 11 uh-huh. uh, or 12. I'm sorry. He's um, seven. Yeah. He's, he's 12 years old. This sorry year. about that, Willie. Yeah. 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 No, he's good. He's good. Uh, and so, you know, same kind of thing. I'm just, you know, offering different water sources, putting water in the food sometimes, offering wet food uh, in combination with dry yeah, she food. She doesn't like the wet food as much for some reason. One, I had to get one of mine also does not, but she will, is more likely to drink. It's a, it's a like physical sensation of eating it thing for her. Uh-huh. So if I add like warm water to it and mash it up a little bit, if she can like drink it rather than have to chomp it, she's more likely oh, that's to drink great. it. And if you can do that and then she's getting that much more water and take, you're doing a favor for those kidneys. Wow. You know, Again, high maintenance cat. I know. Yeah. But it's great. But it's great. It's great. Love it. And I think that. in general, they're just lower maintenance than dogs. I, I had dogs 100%. all my life before this. And now I'm like, oh, I was a cat person the whole time. I didn't realize it. <laughs> That's, I, it's funny. I tell so many people that it's like, if you don't like cats, you haven't met the right cat. You haven't yep. met like a good friendly cat. Because <laughs> when it comes down to it, arguably, and listen, I love my dog. I love that guy to death. He's my little boy. But uh, a good cat, I mean, it really is kind of the best pet. You know? It is. Wow. They've I'm got so a litter box. They groom <laughs> themselves. You yes. can leave all day. You're gone they're fine like you don't have to walk them like mm-hmm. I play with my cats and I give them enrichment and engage and everything but what an easy pet and you get such a good you get so much return out of it you get such yes. a good type bond with them and they offer everything a dog does you know if they're that friendly kind of cat you know and yep. they don't give it away too so when like when a cat <laughs> is affectionate with you you're like oh okay you earned it I yeah. earned this yes I have I have done very you're very well rewarding <laughs> to gain the trust of this animal that would eat me if it could no, no that's <laughs> cool no total cat yeah. people here I'm, I'm with you guys and again I love dogs too I work I love with Tons dogs. of dogs, dogs you know, in the great. vet practice. I've got my dog, but it's tough to be a good cat. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's I, I, let's get back into Airbud for a second. Can I, should is oh, should go. there be a movie about a cat that plays basketball? Yeah, absolutely. It's Why not? Our, it's much more impressive than a dog that plays. We all agree, dog that plays basketball. I mean, cats are so very fast. Impressive. I feel like sure. there should be like a cat that plays ping pong movie or something. Oh, the I would watch yes. that. Like, <laughs> yeah, or soccer. Running you see the whole all field? those clips of the cat that would like. 
stop football games because there's like a cat on the football field. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like I did running around. Like, I feel like every outdoor sport, like baseball games have done that too, and they have to go like get the cat then sauntering on the People field. Both, chasing, yeah. both teams should have one cat that they get oh. to release onto the field at one point. We're and down one, 10. One, one cat, one cat like handler. handler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if that cat can get to the end zone, that cat can get a touchdown for that team. <laughs> or at and least both, a point. At least a point. Yeah, cat couple. stats. And give it stakes. Make it the give Harry it Potter two. golden snitch. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, honestly, you'll get a lot more viewers if every team has some cat members, you right? Will. Can you yeah. imagine? You will increase your viewership for, for sure. sure. For sure. I don't watch a lot of football. I, mean, I, I watch, love football. I, I watch like zero it. football. If yeah. there were cats, if I knew that, if I knew <laughs> I that have both it on teams, in the background. yeah, I knew that both teams got to deploy one cat play. <laughs> yeah, a little helmet on. That's great. I would watch all the time. Same. I would watch every game. <laughs> well, speaking of animals playing sports, I wanted to look up the biggest question I'm sure everybody has about this movie. Can legally a dog play basketball? That's correct. And I looked it up. Um, I have it here somewhere. Hold on. Okay. So in the movie, the ref, or, uh, the coach, I think, says there's no rule that a dog can't play basketball. And then the refs reiterate it. And so <laughs> the ref checks his book for 15 <laughs> yes, seconds. He does He's check right. His book. I read the whole thing. <laughs> He does check his book. Um, well, there's the animal section for for youth basketball. That's right. Got to go right to he that knew, chapter. Yeah. <laughs> the part that says cockatiels cannot be used for official scorekeeping. Yeah, all this stuff is right in there. Commentators can't be snakes. Commentators cannot be snakes. Yeah, which is honestly an old rule that we should change. We should change it's that. to snakes. You're absolutely right. It's, not it's really not PC. It's not PC. It's yeah. bad and it's old. We'll we put a link in it. the description for a protest Let's and start people like a can GoFundMe or yeah. something. Yes, hashtag exactly. commentators. Change.org. <laughs> so I did look up some things uh, that people were saying. So number one, there are registration requirements. So you would need a legal name and school affiliation to play on that team. Oh, well, they covered that. The person says the dog practices with the team, <laughs> is on the team. I don't know if that means he's like registered, but... I mean, okay. in Disney law, he's registered. Yeah. Okay. Great. So yeah. he has a that number. <laughs> he has a num- he has a number and a letter. Oh, you're right. He he's, has. He is wearing shoes and a jersey and the whole deal. He's K nine, which is I didn't know that you could put letters in your sort of basketball jersey, but it's very good. <laughs> yes, and also that's still even if his letter or number is K nine, you wouldn't refer to him as that. Like the commentators say, like, yeah, no, I'm now checking in K nine, but it would still be his name. Like names go on the back of your jersey, Buddy, which is right, Buddy, which is wild because so. he would have the last name of the little kid but buddy frank but okay I that's believe. my yeah. biggest problem with the movie is the name <laughs> and the, <laughs> the jersey um the other one i have is that there is a rule that says an official may suspend play for any unusual circumstance so they could have pulled that card but maybe they were biased it's, maybe they liked the it dog it says may right exactly they didn't have okay, to do that okay. discretion so, of the ref that does kind of check out um okay so yeah i had definitely the question of the the food they're feeding him pudding. They're feeding him ice cream. They're feeding right. him spaghettios. You got that pizza slice and yes. Is yeah. there certain things that are poisonous that are like no across the board? Don't feed that to your cat or dog. These items. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, there are. I mean, I didn't see anything that was toxic to a dog in that movie. I mean, okay. the only concern I saw was, I guess. Um, high fat foods mm-hmm. uh, for dogs, especially animal product fats like like pork chops or too much cheese, stuff like that. Uh, that has a, a, a potential to cause something called pancreatitis. Okay. And that's inflammation of the pancreas, an organ we also have, many mammals have, most pretty much every mammal has. I've got one. Um, yeah, you sure do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, high fat, high fat meals can actually get that organ pretty pissed off. And pancreatitis can make a dog really sick, like a lot of mm. times, especially some 
some of the smaller breeds, we have to hospitalize these guys. The prognosis is good if we give them the treatment they need, but they're vomiting, they're not eating, they're in a ton of pain, oh, man. And abdominal pain. So we got to pump some aggressive fluids, get them on GI supportive meds. I mean, that's kind of getting beside the point. So that was the only concern. But listen, I've seen dogs eat uh, big chunks of pizza and do fine, especially big, you know, golden retriever or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't too concerned. That's a very high carbohydrate diet, all, everything that we saw him eat. I, did, I don't. I mean, I, I don't recall him seeing really any conventional dog food at any point I in the movie. I don't either. I think only because it's not good television. You have to assume <laughs> that dog was living outside in theory. Right. That it had a bowl of dog, dog food. food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You let's, would hope. I, I, I mean, do I hope. don't know if that kind of stuff happens now. I get frustrated, you know, as a vet and somebody that has an interest in animals' well welfare, seeing movies like this. I mean, because, okay, on the one side, yes, it promotes dogs and pets, and this is great. That's a good thing, no doubt about it. Yeah. But... There's so many people out there that are really ignorant when it comes to how to care for a pet. And then they see, you know, Nemo, you know, in a movie and think, I want a goldfish. And they have right. no idea what they're doing. And the parents have no idea what they're doing. They don't know what a biological filter is. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know the kind of anything about how to care for these animals. And a dog is maybe a little more straightforward or common knowledge. But, you know, this is, kids are like, oh, shit, man, I can feed my dog SpaghettiOs. Like, look at this. I got my little air bud. And, and so it's that's kind of frustrating. And so it's it's like where do you draw the line? And these are movies, but it's you know I think it's parents should take responsibility in that too. Yeah, obviously. But uh, it is tough to see you know from the vet perspective. And it's like no, I don't want all these kids thinking they can feed their dog you know I, tapioca or whatever. I wonder yeah. how many people went back home to their dogs after this movie and just like. <laughs> Gently tossed a basketball at their dog's head. Oh man, head. it must have happened. And the answer is I mean, a and, lot. The, and yes. the food. Oh yeah, yeah. I think big a lot time. of dogs got diabetic that year because they were eating spaghetti <laughs> and tapioca. Yeah, big yeah. time. I was going to ask about the tricks too because I went online and just saw a bunch of videos of dogs sure. shooting baskets and all this kind of stuff, which is awesome. And if you have time, Google that for well, I, sure. And I had a dog that would do this. Whoa! I had a dog that was part Chow, part Golden Retriever that liked to, like. You know, like they, it's like they're jumping for a frisbee. They're jumping for an object that they can't catch in their mouth, so they kind of just bop it. Mm. But I would never do it with a thing that was as heavy as a basketball. Right. It, you would use like one of those cheap inflatable. Well, did you notice little... when uh, there were scenes where Buddy's, you know, biting on the ball, and it's a clearly, a, you know, deflated, yeah, two thirds inflated <laughs> ball, have, have yes. to be. and then they go around and dribble the thing. <laughs> yes. <you know>? Yes. <laughs> I was I was wondering about that because it seemed like I couldn't even tell because it was happening so fast of what part he was hitting it with was his nose or something. I mean, it, it looked, looked like, like it was right on the front of the muzzle. Yeah, his okay. nose and mouth. So like. The nose is soft tissue, right? And so what I think was happening was he's just bopping it with the front of his face, and so really the impact is happening um, on his on what we call his maxilla. That's like his facial bones. That's basically the, the the bone above your teeth there. And does that hurt the pup? I mean, dogs are pretty stoic, and like the nose is a, a sensitive organ, but at the same time, you see dogs doing you know playing pretty rough with it or bopping it into things, and they don't seem to have an issue. I would yeah. imagine the ball that they use was potentially a little bit lighter than your you would what we would expect. Would you would hope, so. you know, because that impact is gonna is gonna be you know right. A, a it would bit hurt me. I think you would. Have I think to... we would be more sensitive to it, honestly. Wow. Uh, and listen, trust me, I have a, as much sensitivity as anyone for dogs, but I, I think it's not the same thing. Okay. When when uh, when they're bopping balls off them, and clearly the dog loved to do it. He was trained to do it. He was very motivated. Seemed like he was having a ball. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean that he, he was very good. Yeah, he, he seemed pretty into it. <laughs> yeah, I heard your joke. It was good. I, mean, I wasn't just, saying let's it just as take a joke. A second. I was that he was having a ball. I was just we were talking about balls. It was an accident, Zach. I've it was done. very good. It was very good. We all heard it. We all liked it. I've, I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The break is over. 
Here we go back to the show about science. So teaching them tricks should is, is there certain types of dogs? Because I don't I don't know different dog breeds or who's more capable. But I did read that golden retrievers are like a very smart dog that they can you can teach them tricks and they'll get them quicker than other dogs. So is that the case? Are there dogs that can't do tricks as well or that I mean, are most dog breeds? Uh, you can teach them. A lot of those tricks. Okay. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, the thing with positive reinforcement, if you have a motivation, okay, so with positive reinforcement training, all you need is a motivation, and then you need to create that association. Mm. And so most dogs, by far, are food motivated. And so you have a nice treat that they like, and then it's gradual progression to get that desired behavior and rewarding them along the way. And as they get it more refined and more refined, you keep rewarding them, and you get them to the point where, and you show, you know, you, you, you reward them for doing that right behavior, and then they, yeah. they learn it quick. Once they once they know what they what you want them to do, yeah. and that's going to get them their treat, mm-hmm. they're going to do it. And, wow. and this is not just dogs. I mean, this is the kind of training you can do with iguanas and crocodiles and cats and honeybees and fish and cats, no doubt. I mean, these are the, the intelligence capabilities of especially upper vertebrates like mammals mm-hmm. is, I think, beyond what most people uh, uh, would assume. Okay. And you can teach these guys to do a lot of stuff. You just have to have that association and that motivation. And if you can put those two things together and do it in, in, the, with the, in the right steps, you can teach these guys to do a lot. Very cool. I'm, I'm food motivated. That works on me as well. Yeah. You can do a yeah. lot of tricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about your cats? Do your cats do any tricks? Um, I have taught my cats that right before we go to bed... Because I want them to sleep in the room, even though they don't. That I I feed them because they're both very food motivated. That I give them treats on the bed at the oh, foot of the bed. I love this. So at That's the great. end of at the end of the night, like I go over to the cupboard where the treats are, and they just run into the bedroom because that's oh, the way they're wow. And I, I feed them, and they there. eat the treats, and then they immediately leave right. because they have gotten the thing that they came for. But you get your out. little. You're at least a little moment. second of yeah bedtime kitties, and yeah. I feel like they're smart because it's like I'm holding a thing and they run in an opposite direction from it. Which I'm is, picturing this. Yeah. You're kind of like a crazy cat lady. This is oh I'm for sure. Kind of loving 100%. it. One hundred percent. I'm picturing him going and I don't even know the layout of your house, but going and getting your treats and your cats are talking and meowing and running to the bedroom <laughs> yeah. and they're all excited. And you're That's just correct. like oh, I love my cats. That's and, right. I love them. It's, it's like an old comedy reel also because then you go there to give them the treats and they run the other way. Right. You know, yeah. Come back. Come back. Yakety sax plays. We go in one door, they come out of a different door somewhere else in the house. We go up some ladders, we're wearing hats when we come back out. Yeah, yeah. that's oh my God. That's our nightly somewhere. routine. I love it. That's good. That's great. I never that's even perfect. thought about trying to teach Lola a trick, but now I feel like I got to have her do something. Jump in a hoop yeah. or God knows what. There's no. no way she's making a basketball. Yeah. That would be my dream, though. Mine, I love basketball. I mean, it's a, possible. A couple of I my, mean, not, not a full-on... Okay. A, a little mini a basket. basketball, I wouldn't, you know, smash on a cat's face. That, <laughs> no, would, that no, would not okay. go That's probably. the only way I'll do it. But I mean, so. if you... Yeah. <laughs> Regulation size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my cat's going to play for the NBA, or he will find a new home. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Um, the burying of the newspapers. That was another thing I wanted yeah. to talk about. He keeps stealing their newspaper and burying it somewhere. So I wanted to ask just, like, why he would do that. Well, that's because he hates print journalism. <laughs> Yeah, he knows. He that knew the news even has in changed. 1997, he was going digital. <laughs> he he was the world was changing. Yeah, uh, they're good what for is, Bud. What is this woman doing? Get a Yahoo account. Even then, that's where he would have gotten. News. Yeah, yeah. He was opening her laptop for her. Yeah, <laughs> you'd see the kid's computer in the bedroom. I don't know if you guys noticed. Oh, no, that. I missed it. Yeah, it was too. like a super old school laptop. It was amazing. It had this like rolly mouse ball thing attached. Oh, yeah, like, whoa, four inches thick. I remember close. those. You know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> right. it was a beast, and right. it probably you know, the RAM is what like you know fifty 
gigabytes or I, whatever the hell. Yes. Yeah. I remember buying a two gigabyte hard drive extension for my first computer. Wow. To be like, come on, we're going to make this huge. Yeah, it's going to hold. It now now yeah. it's going to have three gigabytes of storage. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I remember loading websites and going to like do laundry. And then to come like, back. Going, coming, coming oh back God. and being like, oh, yeah. the, the page is loaded. Yeah. <laughs> Dial up, man. How do we explain Good it? Days. How do we explain it? There's to... no way to explain it. They'll never understand. Yeah. Um, so yeah. with the newspapers. Right. right. Um, I mean, so... Uh, a newspaper kid or a person, whatever, is doing their route, throwing stuff on, on the on the lawn. And mm-hmm. this dog, as many dogs do, that's that's their property. That's their lawn. Oh, okay. That's their kind of that's that's their, their turf. Their, their turf, exactly. Yeah. So, when when something foreign comes on it, you know that that kind of belongs to them. And that's just something a lot of dogs do. They bury things. Sometimes they'll save it for later. Sometimes they just want to bury it and get it out of sight you know it's just, it's just like just an ownership thing behavior. yeah it's kind of an ownership thing a possessive thing they do that with their own toys too it doesn't have to be foreign stuff coming in the yard cool but it's not uncommon dog behavior and, and actually conceivable okay then he might do that again I I mean I I hide stuff in my yard. <laughs> what are you hiding in your yard? Plants. I'll bury plants all the time. <laughs> Just wait for them to come back later. So this plant, I like it. And for you, it is it's an ownership thing. You want people to yeah, know. Yeah, it's my yard. So I plant things in it. You pee on them too, obviously. Yes. Well, how else would it's I mark my territory? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll okay. So I'll put my name in the mailbox and like the number of the house. Right. But you gotta cover your bases. Yeah. So you pee yeah. on the a mailbox. A skunk doesn't know how to read that. Right. So yeah, but he knows pheromones he knows from pheromones. human urine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you have official. I'm gonna uh, tell my approval. wife, and this is why it's okay for me to pee on all the things in my front yard. <laughs> a doctor. Said. A doctor told me I could, and also Wait, there's a bear that lives in my house. And have now. a wife. I do. <laughs> well, you're peeing on her. I'm assuming. No, no, she's not. How my do property. other men she's my don't partner. know? <laughs> Then well, she's your property. Well, she, she's not, and she tells them. Does she pee on you? Her. Yes, yeah. Well, I'm her property. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put this at the front of the podcast. It's 2019. Men don't own women. Women own all men. Yes, we have resorted the other way. We've swung back the it's other okay. way. Yeah, things have changed from 1997. Things, things are better now. <laughs> it's not just dogs anymore. Um, okay, I wanted to ask about the swimming. There's a, there's a heartbreaking moment where he's, I think his name's Josh? Name is Josh the movie? Josh Frank? Yeah. He like who could know? I watched the whole movie yesterday. No idea. We all watched it yesterday. I think it's Josh. Yeah. I think his last name's Fram. Fram. Josh yeah. Fram. Fram. It is, yeah. it is. Who I also just want to throw in was made the manager of the basketball team instantaneously. The coach didn't even talk to him. He was just sitting there. Well, he came to the tryouts and then didn't try out because he got too sad because his dad died as a test pilot, which they never talk about, but right. they do show you a newspaper clipping yeah, up. That's all you need to know. Which is good. Yeah. Um, which is good movie making by a bad man. Harvey Weinstein is a monster. Was a producer on this movie. No. That's yes, correct. Sir. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, We're yeah. talking about a Harvey movie. Oh, mm-hmm. opening credits. I saw yeah, that. He's oh, an yeah. executive producer on this. Oh. Uh, unfortunate. Unfortunate. Not going to blame the kid. The kid's just trying to work. It's not yeah. Josh's fault. Josh yeah. had bad haircut, as did, as did everyone else in that movie. It That's could have been it. worse, man. I mean, I you know, this is just after what bowl cuts. I mean, that other his best buddy had a his bowl cut. Best yeah. buddy had it full on. His bowl. Best buddy had it worse. His uh, dumpster diving buddy, who had Dennis Rodman's juicy fruit. That's right, in his sock. Guys, Dennis Rodman's not chewing juicy fruit. Yeah, come wait, what was that? It. That was a juicy fruit. He had a bunch said. of like he I had thought it was orange peels and like an apple had, core. Or first, something. he yep. had Scotty Pippen's 
orange peel. Yep. Yes. Because this kid, I guess, would go to NBA games, wait for someone to eat something, and then <laughs> like a little raccoon go and rummage through the trash. He was kind of like a little raccoon kid. Yeah, he was around. a raccoon kid. Sean Kemp's apple core, I believe it was. Sean Kemp's apple oh, okay. core. Yep. Love all of these it's NBA kind of, players. I know, they're like 90s NBA. It's awesome. These, like players, these players are all eating full pieces of fruit courtside. <laughs> which is which great. we see all the time in the NBA. Which is great. And Dennis Rodman had juicy fruit. That's so right. He got that from yep. Dennis Rodman. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, it was, he, it was it was the one maybe, they, like they were writing hard jokes into that script. There was a lot of stuff yep. that I don't know how it got into that script. That I do know how it got into the script. Yes, yeah, that Those was jokes. hook line sinker right yeah. there. Yeah, but he came in, he sat there, he was just miserable, and then was never starting take his backpack off. Was <laughs> never taking his backpack off. Started to leave, and the coach just said like, "Hey, you." You want to be a manager of the team? It's an important job. A lot of responsibility. I, know, I don't like, think Josh said anything. Didn't say a word. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, he, but he did it anyway. And being a manager of the team meant doing the laundry yep. and inflating so many basketballs <laughs> for this team. Just there were like 20 basketballs in a rack. And he was doing the 21st. There's like eight kids. On the, each yeah. kid needed three basketballs. Did you guys have managers on your sports teams? No. No. Okay, that was first that's... of all. Thank you for assuming that I played sports as a child. But no, I, well, no, but I had the same thought because I played basketball up until yeah, up until like I as a kid, decided like to do musical theater instead. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but no, you would never force one of the kids to do laundry. Honestly, it would go the other way. I think some kid would beg to be manager, and you'd tell him no three times, and then his parents would complain, and then you'd be like, okay, fine, you can come to the games with a clipboard. Who cares? And also, yeah. like. 12-year-old boys are not washing their uniform after no. every practice. I mean, they're smelling was like a different gar- time, they're but... smelling like garbage every day. <laughs> you're having to pull you're having to peel the uniform off of their skin. Yeah, and imagine telling a, the parents you have to be there before And then they're the throwing their dirty uniforms at, at them. this child. And then in in that whole scene like they're going like I mean as a kid, I don't know, but we never like hit the showers. No. In our youth sports. Hit the showers. Like, never <laughs> took a shower. At, Absolutely never not. Never took a shower you, at your school. Your mom picks you up and, and you, then go, you go home. home. home and shower. Yeah. If she can convince you to take a shower, then <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Jeez. for sure. I mean, good. It's is it good storytelling in the movie? Sure. Yeah, but it's fantasy. <laughs> it's pure yeah. fantasy. This is all. fantasy. I don't know whose fantasy that is. I don't think I want to know. Uh, yeah, you're right. The wrong word. Pure, <laughs> pure fiction. Pure fiction. Pure fiction. Yeah, that's a little we'll nicer. Stick with that. We were getting a little weird. And then for a he wants to try out for the team. He comes in because he got a flyer from the engineer guy, and the coach is like. No. Yeah, the coach is like, <laughs> what are you talking? You don't waste my time. So like you have never seen him play basketball. Because the retired NBA player who works as a janitor at the yes. school. Again, good storytelling. Great, love it. He has um, an old card. He has an old basketball card of him, which was great. And when the kid asked him to sign, like, sign this card, <laughs> that's not me. That guy's no, dead. No, he said, that guy's dead. <laughs> that guy's <laughs> He's dead. He's been dead for a long time. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Whoa, why'd you bury your past? Can we it talk about so the fact dramatic. that this child found a fully abandoned basketball court that was then just his? Is. Yes. Lakeside. Mountain views. Lakeside I mean, Mountain View like, basketball down court. the fence and there was a gorgeous where lake Where was this, there? by the way? Was this I like Wyoming know. or something? Like, where were we? Couldn't tell you. Were we I, Oregon? Uh, I mean, I don't even some, know. There like was a, a moment Pacific where I, Northwest, maybe? Yeah. It felt like it where I was like, I should find it. I should figure this out. And then I didn't follow through on that instinct. Yeah, I probably should have done that research. You know, That's who, on you me. know who does know probably is Wikipedia. Please hold. Continue your conversation. We're holding for Zach. Oh. Airbud gets stage fright. I wanted to ask you about that. 
He's like about to do some tricks. Yeah. There's a there's a big crowd and he can't do it because people are watching. I mean, at least that's what it seemed like. Is that a thing? Would dogs care about that? Yeah. So even some trained animals can be different in a completely different setting. So like I've done a lot of uh, um, like, you know, TV shows like as a guest kind of thing. And I'll have animals with me, some of which are trained like domesticated animals. Uh-huh. And they're, you know, they behave a certain way. But then, OK, we go to a studio. We've got, you know, hundreds, give or take people in the audience. We've got these stage lights. We're on a set, which is not conventional because it's a little bit raised. It's a very open, big space. Right. So it's a completely different setting for them that they might they might not be familiar with. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's certainly possible. And if he's never done that kind of, um, you know, his tricks and performing in front of that big of a setting, then maybe so. I mean, he did used to work for a, a, a clown. True. So he's used to screaming did, children. That did, yeah. uh, you know, this maybe had some parallels in the, in the performances they did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's not inconceivable. That's okay. possible. I mean, he picked it up pretty quick. I worked also. with a baby crocodile, alligator. Oh. One of the two. What? Why? For, uh, it was on a, a Conan O'Brien, like, short oh. that, I, that I did. Cool. Oh, fun, um, man. And there was a, it was a really great, like, um, uh, I don't know if he was a veterinarian, but he was like an, an animal handler who like yeah. really loved these animals. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, this is this baby crocodile's favorite day because he's not going to have to fight all the other baby crocodiles for food today. Wow. Like, I guess like normally they, they all live together and they feed together. So like they, you know, they have a pecking order where like, right. like, and today, like he's just going to get food by himself. So. <laughs> how, how big are we talking? Like, um, Whoa. this big or so like that's, three and ta- half, four that's feet. tail included. So like yeah, the, bo- yeah. the body is only like sure. two feet and small and like for safety his mouth was what did you like, do with the crowd what was the bit held it what held it in oh, my just hand held it. just held it were you scared i'd be freaked out um there were enough people that one of the things he said to me and you tell me if this is true or not but i assumed it was that like these the way that these things hunt uh-huh. is in like very short bursts of incredible energy yeah and after they sort of get that out they don't have a ton like left in the tank okay so he was like had been working with it that day to like make it sort of a more tired crocodile. Yeah, alligator. yeah, wear him out. So by the time I was holding him, he was just kind of like chilling. I mean, okay, so yes, to answer, to, to answer that bit, uh, crocodiles, al- al- crocodilians in general, alligators, crocodiles, gharials, caimans, those are all in the crocodilian group of, of reptiles. Cool, so, cool, yeah. cool. They're ambush predators. And so in general, they're not, you know, constantly on, you know, on the move. They're not roving right. around looking for prey. They're waiting for prey pretty much to come to them. Or they might stalk a little bit if, they're, you know, if it's an animal like, say, a Nile crocodile then sees a, you know, a gazelle uh-huh. feeding by the water. They'll slowly kind of casually stalk over, concealed and hidden, and then flash out of the water. And so, yeah, I mean, I've worked with crocodiles around the world and, and different species. And in general, yeah, if you're working with one that you have to catch to work with for whatever reason, they're going to give you the biggest fight initially. And right. sometimes that can last just a few seconds. Sometimes it's up to a minute or two. But once they're done, they're done. Um, alligators, I, I would be willing to bet it was an alligator just because Probably. I know the industry here. There's far more alligators available for these kind of edutainment kind of purposes like what you're doing on the show than there are crocodiles. There are some crocs, but there's more alligators. Alligators are also far more mellow than crocodiles. Crocodiles are really aggressive. So if I was personally had a crocodile and an alligator and I wanted to take one on TV to have somebody hold it that's never alligator alligator because i mean (laughs) these guys when they're in captivity if they're handled on somewhat of a regular basis i mean they're teddy bears i mean a lot of the the gators i've worked with we've i mean we wouldn't we haven't had to or wouldn't have needed to tape the mouth shut oh wow you know you just i mean i did one i was on the daily show or the today show i'm sorry not the daily show today show and it was like six feet like a hundred you know it was big 
and the mouth wasn't shut no at all. It at was all. so mellow. I mean, I wasn't concerned at all. Okay. It just it was so used to being handled. Alligators ain't shit. Yeah, well, they're mellow. I mean, they're just mellow. I mean, uh, it's well, funny. They're murder animals. Steve Irwin would say <laughs> uh, alligators are just like big bullfrogs with teeth. Oh, you know, because uh, he's used to, he's he was most familiar, obviously, working with the saltwater crocodile. Um, in Australia, and they also have a freshwater crocodile, but the salties, especially, they're super aggressive. So compared, I mean, it really. I mean, I, I from America, I say like a crocodile is like an alligator on PCP. <laughs> I mean, they're just like. I mean, I've never really worked with anything on PCP or been around it a whole lot, but we I just do make not that condone assumption. the putting of animals on PCP <laughs> yes. on this or any podcast. We will not Thank say you. that. We don't stand for it. That's correct. That's an important disclaimer. Yes, but uh, no, I mean, they're just they are aggressive. They're strong. They're fast. It's it's kind of a different beast. Yeah. Wow. Compared to alligators. I mean, cool. I can handle a 10-foot alligator by myself, whereas a 10-foot crocodile would buck me you know, 20 feet away after Whoa. you know ripping my head off or something. Whoa. One of the things that this one did, and I don't know if they both do this, but apparently when they get angry, sad, or it's just a thing they do, they shoot water out of their eyes. What? Like I watched it do it. There was like <laughs> there was like water coming out of it, and like I don't know if that's where the term like crocodile tears come from or whatever, but this one did it. It was like little like Whoa. It was very Sprays strange. Sprays out tears? It was very weird. Okay. I, I have never seen nor heard this. And oh. whoa. I am a huge crocodile nerd. I've oh. worked with a lot of crocodiles and, and maybe, maybe species I, around maybe the I world. Wrong. Maybe you were on PCP. I mean, you maybe. saw what you saw, but I, I wonder <laughs> I wonder if that's something unique to that individual oh. and that he just had some sort of a tear gland or tear duct, something unique, mm. you know, anatomically yeah. going on. I, I mean, I, listen, I've never oh, heard. Oh, sorry. That. It was, it was not squirting. It was bubbling. bubbling. Like water was oh, like okay. bubbling. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if they're hissing and stuff, there is a communication from the, uh, basically from the airways essentially. So you have, um, let's call it, it's probably their nasolacrimal duct, but basically it's a duct that can communicate to, uh, and we have one too. So I don't know if you've ever like, you know, had an ear, uh, an eye drop and, you know, might have a flavor to it or, or if you've had your eyes stained and it's that green stuff. Stained? Can, yeah. If you, if you have corneal damage, your ophthalmologist will, will stain your eyes. Oh, you know, we do yeah. it in the vet field too, but anyways, it can come out the nose. Oh wow. And if it can go out the nose, it can also he, get in the mouth. Oh, basically. right, right, right. Okay. And so I wonder, anyways, my point being, he was hissing and, and whatnot. And I'm assuming he was, was yeah, hissing? I think, I think I think they said it was an anger. So then, thing. some of the oh. air was kind of coming out there. Yeah. It's Damn. not. It's not pissed. a functional or defensive thing. He must have been pretty pissed. Yeah. yeah, it's just secondary. I've. I've. I don't recall seeing that, but hmm. that makes more sense. Okay. An active jet or squirt. No, that's not right. Would I be miss, uh, I a first. That, that's that, a cool I mean, that would kind of change my world. Like I need to go home and like <laughs> do a, like <laughs> talk to my croc people and get to the bottom of this. Uh, well, speaking of crocs, I did want to ask you, and maybe it's a common question, but have you ever felt like you're out of your depth? Like you're in a situation where you didn't know what to do, you were flustered, you were, you know, because I've seen a few of these clips where you're with, you know, like I said, a bear, you were talking about you're with giraffes, elephants, like were you ever just, I don't know, overwhelmed or uh, freaking out? No, I mean, I was pretty lucky with the show. I mean, there's been moments where, I, I mean, to tell you from my experience, I've had more of those kinds of moments at times like, you know, in the operating room and uh -huh. I'm working on a species and we just don't know as much about anatomically. Right. And I've, I've not seen the inside of them that often or many times or ever. And I'm like, Oh shit, man. Like I've got this life in my hands like this. Th those are some of the most stressful moments as a vet and any exotics vet will tell you, will tell you this. And they've been, I guarantee they've been there and they've been in that operating room. They've been like, shit, man, this is intense. But I've been lucky. I mean, I put myself in some situations that maybe, you know, in the past that I might not do today that are a bit dangerous that, uh, that you know, that are just, yeah, you got to be careful with the animals you're working with and that kind of thing. 
but these days and with the show in particular, um, I felt I felt pretty good. There was some moments off camera that got a little sketchy. There was one elephant actually and was not very pleased with me in one of the episodes. And he was being very cool and then I ran out of food and he had like a little kind of like mock charge kind of thing at me. Whoa. But he did go and his, his handler had to kind of get him in check and everything. But everything else was fine. Okay, that's good to know. And what about the cutest one I saw, oh, man. I saw one on your birthday. I think it was. You know, I was gonna. I was that little slow Loris yes. or slender Loris. Slender Loris. Yeah. I was literally gonna say. I mean, that was. That thing was freaking adorable. Yeah, that was. Really was that crazy. not just that this little tiny baby? Craziest little. I couldn't primate. believe it was real. It really seemed like a CGI. Is that yeah. the one that had? There was that clip circulating around about the one that yeah. wanted an umbrella or something. Yeah, like a little tiny <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah, probably. So uh, that was probably a slow loris. So yeah, slow so loris. Yeah. So this is a slender loris. It's they're closely related. Mm -hmm. These guys are named to Sri Lanka. They just have longer appendages, and they're yeah. uh, they're pretty arboreal. And the slow loris, loris are too. But the we slow don't need loris to are body shame compact. the slow lorises, but. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the slender lorises. They're a little more stout. Okay. Yeah, the slender lorises is like the runway model <laughs> slow lorises. And they super similar face, like those big eyes on the front of their face. They're all features. beautiful. Otherwise, they're yeah, all they're really beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> <Zach>. <laughs> oh, I have to stand man. up for my friends, the slow lorises. Slow lorises. Yeah, we got to get you one of those. No, 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 no. Don't say that. Oh, we don't want to do that. No, nobody should have those <laughs> as Leave pets. all so, exotic animals where they live. Yes. I mean, okay, some exotic Animals can be okay pets. Ball pythons, for instance, bearded dragons. They actually make great pets. They're oh. fine. And if you're doing the right care and doing what they need, they actually thrive and do well in captivity. Okay. Lorises in general, no. And <laughs> and one of the biggest misconceptions with lorises was the most common viral videos and I would see with them is that they it looked like they appeared like they loved being pet. And they'd put their arms in the air like this. Did you ever see that where they'd oh. like put their arms up and, and tickle like their a, belly? It's like a fear thing or it's something? It's actually a huge fear thing. So oh, that's no. what they do when they're extremely stressed. So lorises are very unique primates. They're the only venomous primate. And they have these wow. Axillary venom glands okay. or brachial glands, maybe, that are basically like kind of just by their armpit in their upper arm area. What? Brachial glands, I believe. So they're kind of like right in this area, just past their armpit on the inside of their upper arm, and they produce venom. And what they do is I when think they're stressed. I have those. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that might be a thing that I also have. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can smell venom. It. Yeah. venom under my. Go on. I just wanted to try to chime in there. <laughs> yeah. Another thing. What they'll do is they throw their arms up in the air, and it looks like they like being tickled, but no, they're actually trying to get better access to their armpits. Oh. And they'll start licking them. They get the venom then on their teeth and then they bite. Holy crap. And so this was a huge misconception. And there was all these viral videos of these lorises in captivity and like, I don't know, I think they were coming from the Ukraine or Russia or something like that in the exotic, you know, pet trade. And it was actually the just the total opposite of what people thought. And I didn't even know it the first time I saw it. Of course not, because you, it you read it adorable. like a dog lying on its belly. Yeah, and his eyes are wide open, but he's not moving. Right. He's not making any other, uh, you know, he's not biting or baring his teeth or doing a lot of other things that other animals do in that kind of stressful, potentially fight or flight situation. He's just got his arms in the air and looking all concerned, but they always look concerned. Right. You know, that right. face, they got the big eyebrows and everything. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, he he, he, li he likes it, I guess, yeah. you know? And he then you look it, into or it. Or he's about like, to no. bite me with poison. It's just, a, yeah. it's just a good reminder not to map, like, what one animal's behavior. Because, like, we know, like, mm -hmm. a dog lying on its back, it's like, okay, rub my stomach. But even we all know, that, like, a cat lying on its back just means it trusts you. If you go to touch its stomach... Yeah, bad it, news. Well, some cats. And then some other cats. individuals are some like, I definitely want you to pet me please, right here. Please That's not that. my cat. Willie, the older that. one. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. If he's flopping around, he's, be he's, he's belly up. It's go time. If I if, if I touch mine on the stomach, he's like, "Oh, okay, we're doing we're doing a fun dance where we're fighting, <laughs> like fun fighting." Yeah. But like that's like, oh, you think 
you, we're play fighting now. Right. That's what my other cat does. Yeah, yeah gotta check. So I have a little. Your gray cat's name is Boo. My little gray cat's name is Boo. My little gray cat's name is Blue. Whoa! Yeah, it's so funny. And you Anyways. named it by randomly looking at a paint can. <laughs> yeah. This right. cat's name. It's paint can blue. I know. I was like, what is he gonna say? Because I wasn't thinking about the color. I'm like, was the brand of paint? I didn't. Mi- what is it? Blue. Oh, of course. Yeah. This blue. is this is not animal related at all. But there's the one scene right after he has got. The dog, the bad guy, Snively, Norman Snively, Snively. <laughs> that was name? a good. It was a good uh, villain uh, name. Uh, yeah, uh, like archetypal, it's, it's like vi- villain yeah. name. Full, yeah. full villain name. You know, you know, <laughs> out the gate, Snively. I mean, is that is that an adjective? Is that like a way to describe somebody just being like a sleazy kind of person? Snively is it also a Rocky and Bullwinkle villain? Yeah, that's it's what something I was thinking. Like that. Oh, Snively. It's that. it's in that sort of realm. Right. Anyway, he's he's just got the dog back. It's like the next day, yes. and he's on the phone, and he ostensibly has already booked up the next month with like yeah, famous dog appearances. <laughs> but he's like, I don't want my dog to do a beer commercial. And then, he says this. All the through, Budweiser's. They're all like, no, if they've been great. clearly trying to map that this man is a functioning alcoholic the entire yes. time. Yes. And he's like, I don't want my dog to do a beer commercial. I have standards. And then, of course, like three seconds later, he's like, well, I guess it pays this much money. Who is he on the phone with <laughs> that is like, right. Budweiser like called this man? the next day I think the VP marketing rep of of Anheuser Anheuser Bush Bush. called him and was like you want to do this you want your dog to this beer commercial also so in the chase scene where the kid the kid then goes and steals the dog right so then he chases the he's drunk assumedly because he's again we've seen like a pyramid of I mean like 15 beers in and like the first time we see him, he's like swerving all over the road. He pulls the door off of his car. Right. So he proceeds to chase this kid and this dog through a park where he almost vehicularly manslaughters a couple who are having yep. a picnic. A nice little picnic. A Correct. ton of property damage at this park. Like knocks over a swing set, <laughs> then drives his entire car into the lake. Yep. That's and right. And then like waltzes in to <laughs> the the uh, the stadium minutes later the dog is uh, also like has been rolling around in the mud and is like perfectly clean totally by the cleaned way, up next day. yep and he's like not arrested no one cares like a dude drove a car into a lake and everyone knows who and where he is and the, and is just like fine is just at large in this washington I by think the that's way just community a small town. washington state i want okay yeah oh just there washington it is. state people Great. are just allowed to do this it was though. just a small community you know everybody yeah. knows, it's his it's his car's done you so, know I mean, it's in the lake what are you proven by the it's the lake's car now proven by the uh, court case that we had at the end of the movie that it was like Everyone in the town showed up. It was up. a very normal court case. And with all sorts of normal things that were allowed to happen in a court. It was community justice at its finest. Yep. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. And, and, and back to the car thing, I loved how every single thing fell, fell apart the bottom of the car. A, a, along the use of it in that last little rodeo. Yeah, that's like, It was literally like the, I think the you brakes, should leave. The steering wheel, sketch, the door. Right, the yes. steering yeah. wheel literally yes. flies out of the car. Well, what do you do, though? I mean, I was actually thinking about that. I'm thinking, okay. I can I can evacuate from this car, which mm-hmm. is moving I don't know twenty five thirty miles an hour maybe yeah. at least. You're well, gonna get not hurt. Fa- well, or, hold on, not fast enough to catch the child and the dog who are oh good call who are right. running, <laughs> and that's so, probably closer to twelve miles an hour, so, maybe at best. But so, it yeah, does five seem, to ten. It does seem like it's going twenty five miles an hour. So it, let's yeah. say even fifteen or and twelve. And it has no Great. door because the is door's like, already come is, off. This is a speed. This is a thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I I gotta be if my car if the brakes are. 
done. They've fallen out. This thing's not stopping. It's going in the water. (laughs) Nothing's stopping it. I think I might actually rather go in the water than Mm. get all scathed up on the ground and get like slammed around. Yeah. Well, especially it's going to suck to do the cold water. That water is like 40 something (laughs) degrees. It's going to be fucking brutal. Yeah. But, you know. I don't know. Yeah, like I it would be pretty scary to jump out of a moving car. On no, he made the right move. I, I don't know. I okay. think in, in thinking my head, I'm picturing like the contact force of the of the car. Oh, hitting the doing water. Doing that sweet jump into the yeah. lake. Yeah, I'm worried Where, how that did they like get that hydraulic trajectory. Don't know. Um. Uh, At the end of every dock, there's a big ramp. Because I was, it just it really is going to go down the dock hill. ramps. It's dock ramps. Dock ramps. It's the dock ramps. Dock you know, ramps. all docks have ramps. That's the dock <laughs> yeah. ramp. Dock ramp. I'm gonna of course. Be, I'm going to be worried that that car is going to hit the water, and I'm going to hit the top of that car, and I'm going to be unconscious, right. and I'm going to drown. In yeah, that yeah, car. I'd be worried about the same okay. thing. I'm going to bail smart, out onto that picnic. Maybe. I think you would actually get slammed forward. Yes. I mean, the ramp would throw you up a little bit, but the impact on the water, the car's going to come to a stop. But, right. But You're going to jam into that stir- or the, the lack of But the wheel's out. gone, so I'm going to hit that thing that the wheel... I'm going to. That's probably even more dangerous. I think it's a combination You're of right. both theories here. I think you jump out right at the moment that the car's in the air, okay. so yeah. you land stunt. in the water. There you go. Stunt you splash guy. next to the car. Yes. Very good. That's the move. That's what he should have done. You should have just banged harder into that swing set, and the swing set would have stopped the car, instead oh, of just like point. taking the swing set yeah. out and keep driving. <laughs> or another couple pin- picnicking. Yeah. Just something to slow you down. Yeah. The momentum a little bit. Like clearly you have no regard for human or animal life. You're the villain. So just like hit things, <laughs> slow the car down. Yeah, that was schmuck. a great villain. He was the a... clown industry was not happy with that, by the no, way. No, no, no I'm no. sure. Yeah, not uh, so much. Um, bad PR. Guys, this has been an absolute delight. We are running short on time, uh, but we do a promotional segment here at the end. Is there stuff people should know about? Are you guys, I'm sure you're performing sometime soon. Obviously oh. people should listen to Off Book. It's an unbelievable podcast. Yeah, off book the improvised musical me and my um creative partner jessica mckenna make up a musical on the fly with a pianist in studio it's the best ethan's been on it that is impressive oh hey, they're unbelievable hey thanks some of us save the lives of animals and sort of like work to make the world a better place some of us make up musicals you're preserving art that's Thank right you. improv musicals is a dying art form yeah and so yeah you know you're keeping you're, it alive. Hey, thanks. I mean, I, I got no shame in it. I love what I do. So well, that's that's you. off book, the improvised musical. Great. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you guys do live shows and people need to come see that in action yeah, in their sure, face. Sure, sure. You can always check out the Zach and the Jess.com slash live. That the, will have all of our sort of latest tour dates. Boom. There Which it is. Which there are none right now. So just chill. Just calm down. Well, you guys just, just did wait. Dates. Just wait. Just <laughs> yeah. guys. Jesus. Just give me a second. Stop. Just like just let yelling. me hang at home with my cats. <laughs> calm down. Oh my Thank God. You. They need you. Magellan. <laughs> Doc? Um, yeah, I mean, you can scope out Evan Goes Wild. It's not an Animal Planet Go app. And then it's it's still airing in some other countries, but it's not airing in the U.S. anymore on cable. Okay. Um, and then yeah, you can keep up with my work and my travels around the world. I work with wildlife all over the place. Like I said, I just got back from Uganda doing that draft translocation work. And you can see a lot of that on my Instagram at dr. Evan Anton, Dr. Evan Anton. Great. Uh, same, on, same stuff on Facebook. And yeah. Have you seen the musical after your name? Oh, uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. No. Oh, boy. Got a great soundtrack. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen that either. Guys, Dear Evan Hansen, it's on Spotify. Give it a listen. People always think I say Hansen when I say my name, Anton. Oh, Anson. Anton. <laughs> Anton. Yeah, they so always think a... I say Hansen. I always say Evan Whoa. Anson. They're like, Kevin Hansen? I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> we, all, we all in our head are just dreaming of that boy. Kevin Hansen. <laughs> Kevin yeah, Hansen. Where is he? <laughs> um, okay, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. See you next time. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you.
Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is Lucas Bollinger. And the executive pro Doverman Pincher is Brett Kushner. Follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. That's at Bad Science Show. Or feel free to send us an email at seeker.com. That's badscienceatseeker.com. Let us know what you think about the show, any movies we should do in the future. I always appreciate getting your emails. And of course, leave us an iTunes review. That lets other people hear about the show. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.